0: Hello, love! Welcome to Floating on a Cloud Podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Welcome back to Floating on a Cloud podcast. I'm Sarah Sparks. Today, we are chatting with Sandra Lee. She is a life opportunity catalyst, empowering women healers and wellness professionals to build thriving businesses that create a lasting impact, align your purpose and passion using human design and biofield tuning, biofield tuning some reason I messed that up. So, uh, so you wake up every morning, excited to create life changing results. Turn up the flame feeding your magic. I love us spiritual entrepreneurs and all of our, our, our lingo. Don't you? (laughs) It's fun. Really? (laughs) When I first started my business, I just found on Facebook, my initial, um, like cover page or something and it said create your spark and then under it igniting the soul igniting the spark igniting something the spark within to start the fire of life or something like this I was like oh my that's you know so So you oh that." well welcome so I'm excited to hear your story um on how did you listen to your own divine guidance? What do you call it divine guidance? Do you call it intuition? Like what do you, how do you refer to it?
1: Intuition, divine guidance, God, you know, whatever, all of the above really. Okay.
0: And and do you have a story behind creating your business or even parts of your life where you have listened to that divine guidance?
1: I have a degree, a bachelor's degree in chemistry mm-hmm. from the California Institute of Technology. And I appreciate that I learned a lot about logic and science, but I knew graduating that I didn't want to do that. And so I started doing healing work, Reiki, acupressure, all of those things out of college. Wow. Yeah. Right out of college. Right. right out of college.
0: Oh my gosh. So you know yeah. right away. But... Well,
1: you know, I got a clerical job. Okay. And then I started studying acupressure. And so it really was right away. And so here I am in my early 20s, and I'm having to come to terms with the fact that I have this science background, this proof and all that stuff, and then this energy work. And it actually does something. And it made me have to deal with this whole right balance, right left brain, logical, energetic. I had to deal with that really early. Mm -hmm. And then, well, I don't know how it works, but it works. And then I went into like 30 years of massage practice and started really using my intuition and the information that started coming in. And I appreciated having that science background Mm -hmm. because I'm really good at helping people understand physiology, science, their body, Mm -hmm. because I can create images that help them relate to the science of things that they might not understand on a logical level. Mm. So I got good at explaining things to people. Mm -hmm. And once I started really tapping into the intuitive guidance, whatever guides, you know, it just started coming and connecting the issues in people's bodies, like back pain, neck pain, with the stresses the traumas in their life mm. and finding that by making those connections that they weren't making themselves that enabled them to make more progress with mm. the symptoms, with the pain, with the things mm-hmm. that they were dealing with then with the other practitioners.
0: When you, would it, would you be re, how, how would you be receiving this information while giving the massage?
1: Say I'm working on somebody's shoulder. Mm-hmm. I just like have, The way i describe it is it's like i call it seeing Mm -hmm. but it's not seeing like i'm seeing your face Mm -hmm. it's kind of like i know what my living room looks like out there it's that kind of image seeing Mm -hmm. there are a lot of components of just knowing having a certainty Mm -hmm. there's components of emotion of you know charge and there's a whole body component so i will like feel suppression of my breathing or tightness in my solar plexus and gut Mm -hmm. so all of those together combine to what I call seeing
0: gotcha do you feel what they're feeling are you are you empathic that way sometimes
1: yes and sometimes no Mm -hmm. not not like always yeah but yes yes I do and when I started doing biofield tuning The amount of information that I was receiving dramatically increased.
0: Mm, Okay, tell me more about biofield tuning. I know nothing about it, so fill me in.
1: So, biofield tuning is using a tuning fork and a hockey puck
0: to create
1: sound and to work in the energy field. Okay. So, if my body is here, there's an aura, Mm -hmm. the the toroidal shaped, we call that the biofield. And we're working in the biofield with the sound and with my intention, with my awareness. Mm. And I look at it that everything that has ever happened to Sarah is stored in Sarah's physical body and in your field. Mm. So when we access that with the sound and with my awareness, we're able to take any trauma, trauma, stuff that's stuck. Mm-hmm. There's this ball of energy in your field mm-hmm. and can help you to collapse those mm. so that they're not in your way.
0: So collapsing versus releasing. So if you collapse them, they're just not there anymore? Or is that what? Well,
1: so, you know, imagine I've had a whole life full of trauma, which a lot of people have, and there's like all these balls of garbage mm-hmm. in the field. And when i'm looking at you if i've got all this stuff in the way i can't see you you can't see me Mm -hmm. i can't send you love you can't send me love and it's in the way okay Okay. so when we bring this up to the edge of it it resonates and it causes the energy in this field to start vibrating and we're talking at the same time and so you're processing through that and Mm -hmm. releasing Little pieces of, of it, so that it's not got all the charge anymore.
0: Gotcha.
1: Okay. So it's like the memory of me being six and sitting on the floor counting the number of times I got in trouble. Right. That energy is still. It's going to be there forever, but it doesn't have the charge anymore. So the memory is there. Memory never goes away. The event never unhappens, but it doesn't upset me anymore. So it's not in my way, because. Okay. Now I have clearer space for interacting with you.
0: When you said memory, my thoughts instantly went to inside out and how certain memories become core memories. Some certain memories are just gone away and then some have lost their charge. And so they're down in the, in the pit and have no effect on on your life. Yes, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. They're still there, but they really have no effect anymore. Yes.
1: Here's an analogy I like to use. Imagine there's a big, huge pot. Okay? And it's full of liquid. And on the top of the liquid are all the things that I am working on. They're floating on the top, all the things I'm actively healing, working on, aware of. Okay? Mm-hmm. Down in the pot are things that I know are there, but I'm not actively working on. And on the bottom is stuff that is so big and old and deep, I don't even know it's there. So at any given time, I'm working with whatever it is that's in this pot. And any time we do any sort of healing work, it's like taking a big wooden spoon and stirring it all up. And all the stuff on the bottom starts popping up. And coming up with a memory, it's like, oh, I wasn't—I haven't thought about that in a long time. Or, wow, I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. So that's what healing is. Yeah. Like digging up all of this stuff from the bottom and then collapsing them so it's not in the way anymore. Hmm.
0: Do you attribute your success thus far to listening to your soul, to intuition, to divine guidance? I mean, as I am not focusing
1: so much on hands-on massage anymore, and now I'm doing biofield tuning and human design, much more um, energetic, intuitive-based. Um, now with COVID, right, that shut down my hands-on practice. So yeah. I went online so my intuition is even more important now than it was before absolutely
0: mm-hmm. yeah are you open about your gifts and sharing them and talking about them not just here but in general like- Pretty much. i mean
1: i follow my guidance god whatever mm-hmm. all the time it's normal i mean before we started recording you and i were talking about our dream that someday everyone in all environments lives from this intuitive guided mm-hmm. perspective. That's that's my life already. I like, mm-hmm. do, do that. And yes. so not following guidance is like weird. It is,
0: it is weird. <laughs> and I am definitely, it is definitely known to me uh, when I am not tuned in or I'm not listening, it's like, well, hold up sister wait up like or everything starts going wrong or I get stopped it was like (laughs) Like, I know I
1: I have to be pretty stuck to not be following guidance Mm -hmm. it is just so much like the background normal for me that it would be weird Mm -hmm. to to shut that down doesn't necessarily mean I'm always following it Right. But
0: I'm always aware of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I agree with that statement. Um, yeah. What is your practice to remain open and aware? It helps me if
1: in the evening I spend a little bit of time focusing on gratitude and how things went today and then yes. to plan what my miracles are going to be for the next day. And then in the morning to have that focus. What are my intentions? And I'm clear that when I am doing that, that sometimes guidance is coming in. I was like, oh, well, what was originally planned last night for today was this, but it's like, "Uh," guidance is saying, we're not doing that because this is more important for right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just following it.
0: You plan for miracles for the next day? Fill me in on that.
1: I started doing this relatively recently and I mean, it makes sense to focus on the gratitudes, right? Yes. What are the three miracles that happened today and to write them down? Mm. What miracles do I want to have tomorrow? And it's like forward pacing, setting an intention that I'm going to focus on certain things. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, when I go to a, a writing circle, a writing workshop. One time I said, tomorrow's writing circle, I am going to have something usable from that one hour writing session. We get prompts and all that stuff. And I totally had, oh yeah, this is perfect. I'll use this. Right? Setting an intention that this is going to happen mm-hmm. is more likely that it's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I like it. That's what you focus on grows. So why not? Yeah, I love it. Oh! Um, so tell me more about your thoughts and um your experience with how does limiting beliefs affect our connection, one's connection to divine guidance.
1: Anytime I am confused, afraid, confronted avoiding, worrying, all of these things, it stops the flow of energy. So when I'm doing biofilm tuning, I'm working with the flow of energy that goes through the body. For me to be doing something in the world, the energy needs to be flowing through and going out my hand, going out my mouth to whatever it is I'm doing. Mm -hmm. If I am confused, confronted, stuck, afraid, my energy gets stuck. It blocks the flow. So. And when I am doing biopho tuning, with this tuning for just based on what somebody is thinking or what they are saying, the energy flow will change instantaneously. <clears throat> so anytime I am thinking a negative thought, I'm afraid, I don't know how to do this. I don't want to do this. I'd rather go to sleep. You know, I'm gonna avoid talking to this person that's me being in this limited stuck place. And I have seen with doing uh, tuning that as soon as that thought comes in, the energy flow gets stuck. Mm-hmm. And if the energy flow needs to be moving for me to effectively be in action in the world, every time I get stuck, it's stopping that flow, blocking me from being successful in doing what I need to do, saying what I need to say, Mm -hmm. being the person who I want to be. Yes, Those are
0: all limiting beliefs. They are. They are. Uh, (laughs) I just recently I'm sure I was debating on whether to say this or not, (laughs) but I will. I just had an interview where I was on IG Live. And for me, it was an opinion that is different than the majority of how we talk about this topic. And it was what Devine told me around this topic right beforehand. I'm not used to having an unpopular opinion or going again. I, people are like, Sarah, you go against a grain all, all the time, but I don't like conflict. Like I avoid conflict like the plague. And so if, and I can't really say that anymore because it wasn't, but <laughs> anyways, I, should, I should be careful with my words. Um. But I, I just, I, I personally, it makes me, my whole nervousness, nervous system totally fires when there's conflict. And so to say something that is not in correspondence with what other people's opinions are, I sat afterwards after I like hung up from the IG live and I was like, okay, so instantly my limitations my smaller, I could I could feel it was like a six-year-old self was like, Sarah, you need, you need to go and apologize. You need to go, you need to message her and you need to message her and you need to get on Facebook and explain yourself because that is what I have, was programmed. You no, know, you have to explain yourself. Why are you making that decision? And why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sit because this is an uncomfortable space and you will be just fine you allowed spirit to channel through you. Yes, it was an unpopular, not out of of tradition opinion about something. I don't even know if I'm saying the right things, but it was, it felt good. It felt in alignment with what needed to be said, but it was not what I would normally, what Sarah Sparks would say. And when I was like, oh God, oh God. And I just had to sit with it for a little bit uh, because I was like, no, we're changing the story. We're changing the script. The six-year-old in me is not going to lead. This limiting belief is not going to lead my life. I let the energy flow through. We are moving forward. That's so, all. I just did this because I had like a half hour between our our conversation and the IG live, and that's like sitting here going, "You have a call with Sandra. Get your shit together, Sarah."
1: <laughs> okay, so let me tell you. So- <laughs> This, this, you don't break it on down. <laughs> this this is how it happens when I'm working with somebody. Okay. okay. So this will illustrate it. Okay. As soon as you started talking about this, okay. I see what's going on energetically. Oh. And all of that conflict, mm-hmm. right? And the disturbance of the conflict. Mm-hmm. And what I saw happening with your energy was like, like this, yes. this caving, collapsing in mm-hmm. of dealing with all that and then as you as you talk about it you're processing it Mm -hmm. right and so it it starts to open up a little bit and i didn't want to interrupt by tuning but normally when i'm working with somebody i would tune you as you are speaking Mm -hmm. and that helps you to integrate the experience
0: ah yeah and then that makes sense because then you're yeah so as i mean
1: As we've already talked about it, it's changed already. But as I, you know, have do this tuning for you, just imagining rather than this, it's like, yes, because, you know, when you were talking about realizing that there is a higher purpose Mm -hmm. for having had that conversation,
0: Mm -hmm. like
1: the conversation you had with that person was kind of confronting to you, but it was serving the broader purpose.
0: And it's in those moments that spirit is speaking through me. And it's usually times when people have walked away, they've disregarded what I said, they no longer speak to me. And I'm like, dude, like spirit is literally speaking through me. You may not like what you're hearing, but it's what needs to be said because I allow spirit to speak through me. And I am like, I'm done. I'm done being tolerated. I'm done being um small i'm done like apologizing i'm done you know um what do i'm saying i am done explaining myself yeah i'm just like no i'm here to allow spirit to speak through me and that divine and it needs to be said
1: <laughs> now
0: um
1: now something else comes up to say
0: oh when
1: when when we were ema- when we were emailing about what we, we were going to talk about yes i said that i see how people contribute to the evolution
0: of yes. the universe yes, yes yes
1: okay so as it was showing me this whole thing about you know this is what happens and then this is how you're evolving it this is your contrib- contribution to the evolution of not just you and your life and the people you know and your our world but everything yes like the big picture purpose mm-hmm. When oh, I yeah. see myself and my life, it's like, yeah, I have my little life and I'm doing my little things. And it's like, it's just having a normal effect mm-hmm. on the world and the people I know and my clients. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily see, oh, I am contributing to the evolution of everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, as, as we are talking about what you just experienced, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, there is this thing for me to say. And, oh, but I want people to like me all, you know, all of this stuff that goes yes. along with it and then how you evolved it. That's like, you know what? I am here to speak my truth, to receive the guidance and to just like, and people respond to it as they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as you were talking about that, I'm seeing the evolutionary contribution that you are making through being that person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are the person who is here to spark a change to spark
0: Yes. So I had this awareness yesterday. We were on a Zoom call and there were people from all parts of the world. Um, some were in India, some were in Aruba, some were in Canada, all over the world. And I saw all of our energy. I don't and they were like cords that were all just like coming into my computer. Not just mine, but everybody, like anybody who's connected, they were all coming in together. And I sat there for a moment and had a different perspective. I like scanned out. So sometimes when we're on a Zoom call, we're kind of like focused on the person who's talking or even ourselves and are like, oh, what's that? What did I have today? You know, and like all the things. But I I stepped away and my my vision went out and I saw how we are all connected because I had been feeling like... I had nothing more to give because I have been taught. I talked to a lot of people and, and, and spirit shared with me, you know, why you feel like you have nothing more to give is because even on these calls that you're just sitting back and observing everybody, you have your, I say, angel wings, angel wings out and you are full on soul. And spirit had said to me, Sarah, every soul that you reach is sparked into alignment, action, and abundance. And I was like, that is kind of a big statement. Like, I don't really think every soul. I mean, come on, spirit. Because I was like, well, I don't work with every soul, you know? (laughs) Like, my logic was totally taking over. And, And so then yesterday on the Zoom, I was like, oh, I see. The energy is coming emitting from me and then people pick up certain things and just by my presence is being shifted and sparked into alignment action and abundance and I was like oh all right so I I have to make sure that then I unplug when when I leave a meeting I have to leave a meeting and not just stay connected so I'm like oh that's why I was feeling so depleted is because I'm just out here connected and I was like no. After each session that I channel for, I, I disconnect, but then spirit's like, no, it's not just them. It's all the people you talk to. And I was like, oh, snap.
1: <laughs> okay. So now there's oh. another thing.
0: Okay. I love your awareness. Okay. We need to run your human design chart. Oh, oh, um, I've had it read a couple of times. I, I could always send you, uh, uh, uh I, I have it. Yes. Yes.
1: So, these things are
0: all in the human design chart. <laughs> they are. I think it's, a, I don't know how to exactly read it. And then someone else gave me, is there a core something? What's it called? Oh, there's another. <laughs> it goes with human design and it's a they're, part of it. And, and so um, they were talking, yes, uh, they were trying to explain it all to me. I've had two people like who I've talked to and been like, okay, we need, to, <laughs> and it's all there. I still don't quite understand it. I know I'm a manifesting something. Manifesting generator.
1: Problem. Just send me your chart and I'll look at it.
0: (laughs) Yes, go on.
1: So when you are in alignment with your chart, you're in alignment with your design. This is your blueprint. And when you're in alignment with your blueprint, you're in alignment with your purpose the actions that you are taking Mm -hmm. are matched up with how you were designed to serve and the ways that you are designed to attract opportunities and to be you in the world. Mm -hmm. And when I work with people's design and I help them see the things that they don't like about their life, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be that way. It enables Mm -hmm. me to realize I'm on purpose. I'm making my contribution. Instead of, I don't like it that that happens, because there's aspects of life sometimes that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And so it helps me deal with my limiting beliefs. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to be this way. Okay, <laughs> what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Practical actions to take, and then
0: being in alignment. I have a question around limiting beliefs based on yeah. an experience I recently had. Is there ever a time That we, as like when we're younger and maybe our our energy is more open, we have taken on the beliefs of people around us and then we make it our own, but it's, it's really not even ours. Like, like in my human design or in my soul to actually have or experience, but we've taken it on from, is that, is that possible or.
1: Yeah. Um, in human design, there are certain that there's the colored shapes in the chart, they're called centers, and they're either defined or colored, or white and undefined. When you have an undefined center, you take energy in, in that center from other people in the world, and until you are aware of it, you can think it's your energy. Mm -hmm. So taking on other people's beliefs, other people's emotions, other people's expectations for who you are, you can take all kinds of stuff in from other people in the world, and think it's yours. And part of the real value of understanding human design is, oh, you know what? I thought that was mine and it's not. Mm -hmm. How do I then manage that so that I have more freedom to be myself over here, as opposed to taking on this stuff
0: from other Mm -hmm. people? Okay, all right, that makes sense. Cause it, I was, yeah, I don't need to go into like the the whole story, but it was, it was an in, it was a, it was an intuitive out-of-body experience that I had that brought me to that awareness. So, and then shortly after I had the awareness, you emailed me about the, like, let's talk about limiting beliefs. And I was like, of course you are. Of course you want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything, any final advice that you would like to give us today? Uh-
1: like helping people understand that they are making their unique contribution 24 7 and a lot of people don't feel like they make a difference there's not a reason or they're not important Mm -hmm. it's like whatever it is you are doing even if it's just doing the laundry Mm -hmm. you are being of service Mm -hmm. always. beautiful
0: and what is the best way to connect with you
1: I have a free gift that people can get. It's the Breakthrough Booster, nine steps to clear limiting beliefs for successful holistic practice. And um, there's you know, my website, Breakthrough Booster. So I can give you the link for that.
0: Awesome. You said Breakthrough Booster. Is that what you said? All right. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes. So make sure that you pop on over um get that free guide, free, free gift, um, and also connect with Miss Sandra Lee. It was so wonderful having this conversation with you. And I was I was a I was an open plate fish with my with, with my own experiences. So thank you for allowing me to be.
1: <laughs> oh, so welcome. Well it enabled me to actually demonstrate mm-hmm. what it is I'm talking about.
0: Yes. Yeah and I, I hope that uh, for you that is listening, uh, may you be encouraged to be open and vulnerable because you never know what a difference maybe you'll be able to make so so much love to y'all thanks so much thank you thank you for tuning into this episode for more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance please click on the episode description so much love to you see you soon